5-4-3-2-1. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Now, let's dig right in. And I got a kick out of this commercial because it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek and it's also a little bit serious. Hey, some say the eyes are a window to the soul. We say they're a window to early signs of retinal disorders. Mm-hmm. What do you know they about say that? your eyes are deep, like the ocean. So deep. We think they're struggling with depth perception. How about a lens upgrade? It's funny because those will look, look like artificial Some glasses. Eyes they don't look like that. Some eyes you can get lenses. lost in. Where are These have found two pairs of glasses for $149. Oh, hello. When your eyes get the care they need, that's Specsavers love. Okay, so anyway, that's Specsavers. For some reason, my my screen is... You're missing the side of my screen. Oh, well, you get the gist of it. That happened yesterday, too, and I don't quite know why, and I'll figure it out yet. Uh, anyway, now, um, they're, they're blanketing Canada with $10 million in... Uh, in advertising, and they're hoping to open 200 stores by 2024. So uh, they're a UK company. Let's see if I can. Yeah, I don't know what happened with this. Every day is an adventure, and apparently the filters are set up wrong. But anyway, spec savers. So let's get over to the rest of the news. And now we go turn this off, and we turn the PDF on. Oops, which apparently got reset. Properties. This one is a little less stable than my uh, than my other setup at the office. I have to say, which I think you already knew. Anyway, so the ad was the ad of the day, and um, this is an article I've been wanting to cover from Joe Mendezi. Um, and uh, it's about cancel culture, and it's about how people might react if they don't think your brand resonates with them. For example, we've had the Peloton case, you know, where two guys had heart attacks. But um, then uh, then they actually got one of the guys, uh, Mr. Big, who had dro- dropped dead on the uh, Netflix series, and they got him on as a, an actor. But then once he got on there, apparently there were accusations of misconduct. Um, And so then, you know, then there were complaints and they pulled the ad, which is, you know, it's up to them. They can do whatever they want. Um, But, um, you know, and you can. And that's one one of the most obvious ways that you can cancel a brand if you don't like them. Okay, there's a lot of brands that take stands that I don't agree with, and sometimes I don't buy from them anymore. Um, so studies indicating consumers are becoming more active about pressuring brands. I don't pressure brands, but the number one action that people take, not surprisingly, the number one action is to discontinue purchasing the brand's products or services. You know, I mean, I I wasn't a big supporter of Nike, Nike anyway. I'm not sure if I've ever bought Nike, but... Um, when they, you know, when, uh, when Colin Kaepernick, uh, became their spokesman and, you know, came out 
because he, you know he alleges that the NFL banned him from playing because uh, of racial discrimination. Now there's plenty of black players and there's plenty of black quarterbacks. There's plenty of black. Maybe there's not enough black coaches. Uh, there's been quite a few recently, but uh, some haven't won as many as they had hoped. And uh, neither had Colin. Uh, he had actually gone, I think, two and fourteen in his last. 16 games. That means he won only two of his last 16 games as a player. And I thought it was comical. Let's just say comical that he would attribute that to racism. (laughs) It's like, Colin, Colin, you can't pass. You're a quarterback that can only run. And once the league figured that out and they stopped you from running, you were done. You couldn't win anymore. (laughs) It's not surprising. No one else picked you up. Everybody knew the playbook on you. <laughs> but anyway, so I said, oh, I'm not going to buy Nike anymore. That's too silly for words. And to me, it was just silly. But anyway, a lot of people now are calling out brands and uh, condemning brands. Yeah, I don't do that with Nike. I don't care. You know, I think they, but we did, we did a, uh, we did a featured commercial uh, last week with uh, a guy that had been in a bad accident and lost one of his legs and invented prosthesis for for high impact sports and um, started a company and then got an Olympics medal in the Paralympics and so I mean it's a great it's a great uh, story and uh, last Tuesday. I went to the American Underdog movie, and that's about um, Kurt Warner and his his fight just to get to play, and how hard he how hard he worked and what he had to go through, and it was a lot. And so there's, there's great stories in sports, just great stories uh, of overcoming the odds, etc. And um, you know, by all sorts of kind of people of different ethnicity and different and different uh, race and culture and religion and all that. And so, um, you know, so be careful what you cancel, but you're free. One of the great things about capitalism is that you're free to spend your money with whom you will. And um, one of the dangers of socialism is typically the government picks the winners and losers and you don't have any choice. You know, one of the great tragedies of the Government intrusion into healthcare has been the dramatic reduction in competition in the insurance markets, especially. So, something to think about. Anyway, this was a nice article by Adrian Streeter, and Adrian is president at Streeter Printing, and uh, and she, you know, she has an opinion uh, because she probably prints a lot of mail. Although she doesn't basically say that, she said, but I like the way she started. Instead of saying, you know, direct mail is dead, she started by saying, a lot of direct mail crosses my desk, and one of the top companies year after year continues to be Google, right? It does. And I get mail from Wayfair, which was a dot-com only, uh, a dot-com only play. And I get uh, ZipRecruiter, which was primarily online um, job search thing. Um, so I get a lot of stuff from mailers that are dot-coms. And um, these mailers are a visual representation confirmation of the positive results from direct mail. So she doesn't start with direct mail isn't dead. She starts out with something positive, and I like that. And after all, who knows more than Google? Absolutely. Nobody knows more than Google. Well, nobody has more data than Google. 
And it's not just Google. Every smart brand is using direct mail. And uh, another move I liked her mentioning was who's mailing what? My friend Denny Hatch started that years ago. Denny and I disagree a lot on political issues, but we're still friends. And uh, 15 huge online companies who for years have been consistently benefiting from direct mail. So if you're a .com and you haven't, and you haven't tipped your toe, tipped your toe into, dipped your toe into direct mail, you might want to consider it. I think it's a great way to start an article. Okay, uh, so even online advertising, uh, online companies are realizing that online advertising is only one ingredient in an effective marketing plan. Um, and um, Forbes recently said Americans are craving experiences outside of their computer screens. Your direct mail message marketing can stand out and engage customers by offering an online and offline sensory experience, especially with coatings and physical touches and foil and all kinds of stuff like that. LearnHub cites one of the top reasons why direct mail marketing works. When you want your message to be seen, you have far less competition in an actual mailbox than in an email inbox. I think that's right, right? So, as some statistics from Simply Noted, should probably look that up, Simply Noted, um, as mail volumes in the U.S. decline year after year, direct mail responses do, uh, rates climb. You have less competition in the mailbox. People are going to look at it. People have to engage with it. That's one of the things I tell you. It's going to get delivered. It's going to get delivered to a decision maker because not everybody can throw out the mail, and they're going to look at it at least long enough to decide if they're interested or not. You don't get that in most of your advertising. Most of your advertising is unseen. Never mind the bots and all the rest of it. Okay, direct mail. The post, postal mail has a presence that feels more valuable. People keep it around the house. You know, when I get my, I got one in my pocket right now. When I get my true value coupons, I put them in my wallet. And there's one in there now. For $5 off for a $30 purchase, you know, it's not that much, but. It gets me over there, and I buy the tools and stuff that I've been waiting on buying. Okay, businesses have been using direct mail for over 185 years. Now, yesterday we mentioned that it's been at least 3,000 years. <laughs> I contended it was 3,000 years, not 3,000 B.C., but that's because I have a, <laughs> an ancient history degree. So also, you might not know, but millennials like direct mail. They actually respond more than the boomers and the whatever's, whatever else there are. Okay, so when you pair direct mail with technology, you get better response, test a QR code, and all these things I say test, you know, test. I mean, it's wonderful to put on textures and all that stuff, but, you know, test it. If it's worth it, it's worth it. If it's not worth it, it's not worth it. Um, don't take my word for it. So that's enough for today. As the style consultant says, if you can't be good, at least be quick. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Have a great day. John Miglosh. Bye-bye.